Welcome to the Life Fellowship Ministries International Broadcast. Our mission is to develop, maintain, and model personal intimacy with Jesus Christ. And now, join us for the Life Fellowship Experience. I'm so glad that you're, you've joined us today. And today is going to be a very different service. Um, it's already been a little different, maybe you've noticed, but... Um, I want to, before I get started, I wanted to just refresh our memory about our mission statement. You know, the, the reason, when God called us to pioneer this church, he gave us this mission statement, and I know you know it, but let's just recite this mission, sta- mission statement if you join me. Our mission is to develop, maintain, and model personal intimacy with Jesus Christ. And our, our vision is to, and you know this one too, to become disciples who will impact the world. The, I got so busy listening to y'all, I got lost. <laughs> to become disciples who will impact the world with the love of Jesus Christ. And then our core values are love, prayer, obedience, humility, teachability, unity, and service. And so everything that we do at Life Fellowship is to draw us into a more intimate, personal relationship with Him. And, uh, you know, there, there, are a, there are a couple of ways that we do that. And uh, in, in our personal time with the Lord and uh, in prayer and in worship. And uh, Jesus called us to become committed followers of Christ. And he also told us in Matthew 28, 18 through 21, to go and make disciples of all the nations. And the key part of that for us to fulfill his, this mission in our life, to, to become committed followers of Christ, is that we have this intimate, personal relationship with him. And so I know that we talk about it a lot, but we're always going to talk about that because that is the mission, that's the core value of life fellowship and I think it's really the core value of the body of Christ the church is that we all come into that personal intimate relationship with him and uh, this morning we're going to have a lecture and a lab Um, when I took chemistry I didn't care so much for the lecture part but I love the lab (laughs) and so this morning we're going to have both and and this morning's title is God's presence and it's the Lord's greatest desire to spend personal time with us. And I, I was really convicted last week where the Lord was speaking to me and telling me that I need to spend more quiet time with Him. And so I'm going to reschedule some things and schedule some things and uh, where I'm going to be spending more time in the Word and more time in prayer. And I would, I would challenge all of us to do that uh, because there are so many distractions that uh, just pull us away, and I know it happens to all of us. I was talking with a pastor last week, and he was saying that it seemed like he had more time to spend with the Lord before he got into full-time ministry than once he did. And I understand that because there's such a burden on pastors to, to spend time and connect with the Lord so that we can lead and feed. But you would be surprised at the distractions that happen that just pull, pull people off. And I, I know it's the same for y'all, too, that there are so many distractions. But I think that we have to be really deliberate in saying, you know what, I'm going to schedule time with the Lord. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make this a priority, especially in the times that we're living in. 
that uh, things are so crazy, and, and we really need to, to connect with Him, and we really need to be able to pray about situations so that we can help other people connect with Him as well. My first point this morning is the Lord is moving. Let's flow with Him and not get stuck. And so this morning, we're going to do something a little bit different, as I've already mentioned. But, you know, God, Jesus didn't always do the same thing. He didn't always heal people in the same manner, because I think if he would have, we would have gotten stuck. Oh, to heal somebody that's blind, you have to get dirt, you have to spit in it, you have to put it on their eye. You know, we would, we would get caught up into those kinds of things. But Jesus was always just flowing with the Father. And so I think that's what the Lord is calling us to, to, to just be more open and sensitive to the Holy Spirit and willing to flow with Him. And so it's not just being sensitive to the Holy Spirit, but it's also being in obedience to Him as well. And I don't have to tell you this, but things are rapidly changing in the, in the world and in the church as well. And uh, I've shared with you this word that the Lord gave me back in May of 2020, the world as we know it will soon come to an end. And this was a couple of weeks before the George Floyd incident and all of that. And, and we see a continual change of things happening. And um, I have some questions for you. Um, I don't want you to answer out loud, but how are you doing? Are you adapting to the changes that are happening? Are you living a non-compromising life in the midst of the changes around us? Are you making godly adjustments? Are you adjusting to what's going on in a godly manner? And are you preparing for more? Because I believe the Lord is wanting to pour into His church, the body of Christ, that we may be more effective, that we may be better prepared to handle the things that He wants to pour through our lives. And... Uh, the Lord was speaking through the prophet Isaiah regarding the victories of the Israelites when they had come into the promised land. I mean, they, they crossed the Red Sea. He delivered them from the Egyptians. He did so many miracles. He fed them in the desert. And, and, uh, and so in Isaiah 43, 18 and 19, the prophet Isaiah is speaking to the children of Israel. And he's saying, but forget all that. Forget all those things that, that, that the Lord had done for you before. Forget all those things. And I don't think he was saying disregard those things. I think the next sentence is, is what he was trying to get them to understand. It's nothing compared to what I'm going to do. All the things, all the miracles that, that the Lord did for the Israelites in the desert and, and, and in their deliverance and in taking the, the, the promised land and all those things, it's like the Lord was telling Isaiah, you know what, I'm going to do something new. I'm going to do something even better. And Isaiah 43, 19 says, For I'm about to do something new. See, I have already begun. Do you not see it? And I, I know that uh, I've been sensing in my spirit for a long time that God was doing something new, that God was about to do something new. And it, although it seems like a, a long period of time where, where God has begun to burden me with this new thing, I think that we are stepping over the threshold into that new thing. And I think part of that is the body of Christ coming to a place of preparation and resilience and resolve and commitment 
to where God is really working through our lives, not just for our sake, but to reach a lost loss and dying world. And he says, do you not see it? And I know that as we pray, we, are the, we have the sensitivity of the Holy Spirit speaking to our hearts and lives. Is he speaking to you? Do you feel like he's preparing you for more? Do you feel like he is saying, hey, let's, let's remove some of these things from our lives and let's impart some, some of these things, replace some of these things with more of the godly attributes that we've been talking about and yielding to the Lord? Because I really feel that. And he goes on to write in, in 19, I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. He is creating rivers in the desert. One version says, and, and so we live in a world that is dry and thirsty and hungry for God. And, and so God is doing something in his church, in our individual lives to prepare us for the, the coming days and also to lead people that are hungry for him. At the time, well, it's time for us to be prepared. I, don't, I wouldn't say that it's time for us to prepare. I think we need to be prepared. And I know that preparation is an ongoing process for all of us. But I think God is really uh, call, calling us to, to do more and to step out. And, and God has opened up this beautiful uh, property for us to build on for a purpose and a reason, not just to give us some land, not just so we can go out there and 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 pray and and those things are great we pray every wednesday morning from 10 to 11 i I invite you to join us but god has specifically uh, placed us in this area because he has a, a mission and a calling and we need to be ready as we prepare to move to this this new location because we're going to be reaching a different segment of the population than what we've been reaching and, and I think it's by divine design that God has opened up these doors for us. And I just want us to be ready. So my first point is the Lord is moving. Let's flow with him and not get stuck. My second point is worship is one of the best ways to engage with the Lord. And, and so, you know, a couple of weeks ago after sunrise service, we came over here and we just worshiped. And... Man, I tell you, I think there's going to be a lot of worship happening in heaven. And so this is a time for us to prepare. But not only that, there's something that happens in the atmosphere as we worship. There's something that happens in in our hearts as we press into that intimate place. Because again, what what is our mission? To develop, maintain, and model personal intimacy with Jesus Christ. And one of the greatest ways we do that is through worship. And so I want to encourage us to spend more time in worship. And when we come to worship, just really press into that place. Um, I've been concerned because this this whole worship experience in so many churches has become so entertainment driven. And when the, the praise and worship team is up here, leading it's not entertainment you know uh, there are things that can be entertaining bowling is not real spiritual playing golf is not real spiritual surfing or you know i'm not saying that everything has to be you know super spiritual there are times for entertainment but there but but worship is not a time for that 
Worship is not a time to be entertained. But worship was always designed for His people, for God's people to engage and enter in with Him. In Psalm 96, 1 and 2, uh, it says, Sing a new song to the Lord. Sing a new song. And I don't know if you've ever done that or not, but maybe you've just felt impressed to worship the Lord and you just begin to sing out. I don't have a very good voice, but I still sing out. And I still sing a, a, a new song to the Lord. He says, let the whole earth sing to the Lord. The Bible says that if, if we don't worship, even the rocks will cry out. I'm not going to let the rocks beat me in my worship. <laughs> I may sound like a, a rock, but, uh, uh, but let the whole world, let the whole earth uh, sing to the Lord. And then uh, sing to the Lord. Praise His name. And so there's a number of things that we're doing when we are singing and when we're praising. We're proclaiming His name. The heavenly hosts are seeing us enter in to worship. And God is doing something in our midst. And there's something that happens when we enter into worship individually. But when we come together in corporate worship, there is a dynamic there that we don't experience on a personal level. I remember back when Promise Keepers was popular and, and there, were, there would be stadiums of thousands of men. <laughs> and when they would begin to worship, there was something that happened because men were coming together and deliberately and intentionally worshiping God. And, and so as we begin to worship corporately, there's, there's a, a piercing of the heavens, I believe, that reaches God's heart. And, and that demonstrates to the principalities and powers around us that we are committed to Him and that we are giving our praise and worship to Him. And it's a declaration not only to the heavenly host, but it's a declaration to us as we hear ourselves. It's a declaration to one another. There's something that happens when we begin to worship. Um, Verse 2, Psalm 96, 2. Each day proclaim the good news that He saves. And so we're reminded as we're praising and worshiping of God's good news, of His saving grace, of His forgiveness and His mercy, and how that we can come boldly to His throne of grace and present our petitions to Him. It says, with thanksgiving. One of the ways that we give thanks is to give praise. Uh, verse uh, 90, Psalm 96 9 says, Worship the Lord in all his holy splendor. Let all the earth tremble before him. When we, as we grow in our relationship with the Lord, we see his awesomeness. We see his awesomeness in our lives and what he's doing as we yield to him. And so, again, this morning, I want to do something a little different. I want everyone to engage with him this morning. I mean, I know we, we, we had a couple of songs of worship, and that was great. But this morning, for the rest of the service, what I want you to do is just lock in to him. Just engage with him. You can stand. You can sit. You can kneel. You can go find a corner over there. You know, I, I don't know. Whatever it's going to take for you just to find that place with Him where you can engage with Him. Worship was, is one of the most important ways to connect with the Lord. But not only to connect with Him, but to remain connected with Him.
And uh, so this morning, I want us to put aside all distractions, and I want to just press into His presence, and let's not just talk about worship, let's do it this morning. Will you join me in that? Just put aside everything. Lord God, I pray this morning as we come to you to just intentionally press in that you will clear our minds, that we won't be thinking about the things of last week or the things of the upcoming week, but the thing that we will be focused on right now is your presence and just engaging with you. And so we want to abandon ourselves to you. We want to just yield to you. And we want to come into that intimate, personal place and space of worship where we just connect with you and, and we are just engaging with you and you are downloading into us. And so, Father, we come to you now and we just ask that you just pour out upon us this morning. And we thank you, Lord God. We thank you that you have a way of doing it again. Maybe there's... There's things in, in, in our lives that we need to come to you and present to you and say, God, will you forgive me for this? Will you change my heart regarding these things? Will you, will you change my heart toward that person or whatever it may be? But let's just allow the Lord to do what he does best and just pour into our lives as we just enter in. You know, sometimes when I'm worshiping, I'm just crying. Sometimes I'm just silent. And sometimes I'm just in, in engagement. And then there are times when I'm just shouting it out. There are times when I'm kneeling. There are times when I'm standing. There are times when I'm lifting my hands. There's times when I'm sitting in reverence. Let's not get stuck. Let's just flow with Him this morning. We hope today's message encouraged you. For more information about our church, please visit our website, lifefellowship.me. We invite you to join us again next week for another life-changing, uplifting message. And remember to live it!